Oh, it's so, so good to be here. You know, Jim, I heard so many positive responses about our collaborative play, Captain's Log, USS Saratoga, that we're going to keep continuing that game tonight, everybody. I am Michael Dismute. I am a blogger on Continuing Missions, which is the number one fan site for Star Trek Adventures and Captain's Log. I'm also a freelance writer for Star Trek Adventures and the lead writer on Captain's Log, which we're having a blast playing. And of course, it wouldn't be the same if it wasn't for Jim Johnson. Hey everybody, Jim Johnson. I'm the project manager and line editor for the Star Trek Adventures RPG and the Captain's Log solo RPG, both published by Modifius Entertainment. Uh, starting in 2017 is well, that's when I came out. We started in 2016, uh, but going on eight years now, having lots of fun, loving it, and uh, here for some more Captain's Log action with the crew of the Saratoga. I'm looking forward to it. Exactly. I heard that people learned a lot from it last time, and now we're going to just fly and jump right into it. For those of you who are wondering about our adventures, you can always go to Continuing Missions, go into the search bar, and type in Saratoga, and you'll see um, other videos or post-play reports of us doing it. But Jim, as usual, let's jump in and let you start rolling out what today's mission is going to be. Yeah, you bet. I'll just, uh, we're just going to just jump right on into it, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Let me grab my handy dandy copy. Which I got well, right you there. know, I I kind of have this, this thing that I want to show people how quickly you could run through this. And, yeah. and, and I want to see if we could, you know, help people get into the 30 minute mark. I don't know if it's possible. Um, and then from there, they can decide if they want to journal more. But uh, let's try to, let's see how fast we could do this today. Okay. Where, where do you want to start? Uh, you're going to start on page 257 and got to roll the mission type. Mission type. Yep. So I got that open here. All right. So, uh, and this is a, it's an encouragement for all you people who bought Captain's Log and you're nervous about getting into it. Just jump in. Just That's do right. It. Just go. Don't and remember, afraid. I'm taking notes too. So I'll share screen. And so people all can right. see what we're doing as we do it. Brilliant. All right, here we go. I got my handy dandy uh, command Captain D20s here. So I'm going to, I'm rolling on mission type. This is page 257 in your book. I'm rolling a nine. We have a medical mission. Ooh, this is fun. I've never done a medical mission before, I don't Me think. Either. So I'm going to flip over to medical, page 261, and we're going to get a little bit more detail here. So I'm now, I rolled a three, bioweapon unleashed. Oh, no. Here we go. This can't be good. <laughs> here we go. It could be amazing. <laughs> a good bioweapon? Is there such thing? Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on who you talk to. <laughs> okay so let's go to page. I make it it's a good bioweapon if you make it it's a bad bioweapon <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible 267 let's go to page 267 and see what the inciting incident is theme and right. incident <laughs> incident command incident okay command and the theme is Marooned shuttlecraft. Okay, hold on. Let's think about this for a second. So this is a mission, or the mission, the medical mission is because a bioweapon has it unleashed. And so command a marooned shuttlecraft. Okay, is someone stuck in this area where a bioweapon is unleashed and they can't get out? Or is the bioweapon on the shuttlecraft and the shuttlecraft is uh, um, stuck somewhere? Oh my goodness. 
Yeah. What if it's a kind of on a crash, locked on a crash course? You know, we don't have to be strict to the word marooned. What if it's locked in under command codes on a trajectory for a target? To a to a habited planet or something. Or, and a, space, or a space station or oh, uh, that, something. Good. I mean, it's, it's going somewhere. Was it intentional? Was it accidental? Good maybe, stuff. Maybe it was transporting a biological super weapon and something happened and it's now... In trouble, or maybe somebody intentionally hijacked the shuttle. I mean, we could go, we could riff all we'll night. We'll see. On that, right? We'll see. So, so let's go roll the advantage and complication, odd or even first. All right. So it is going to be uh, even. So that's a uh, advantage. Mm -hmm. yes. Cool. Yep. And now we're going to roll on the advantage table, which is on page 268. And I rolled a 15 inspiring vista. The environment in which the crew operates is picturesque, historic, or provokes strong emotional responses in the crew. That motivate them to work harder to save it. Uh, it's heading for Riza, bro. <laughs> uh, we need. Oh man, I wish we had a random table for planet. Um, uh, we did. What do you mean? Oh, well, we could we could use the race tables. That might be that might be close enough. Ooh, oh, that's um, a good. Oh, that's a good one. Pick a race, and then we've got the. Um, okay, so for so, those of you who are wondering what he's talking about, we would go to the species table on page ninety three. I think we should make this one of the classic TOS planets because they're yeah. pretty stable and paradisaic. So you want to roll a one through 20? You, on must, you must have your book tabbed up really nicely because you're getting these pages faster than I am. You know, I do. I have it wonderfully tabbed. Beautiful. Are you using the digital or the or the, or the uh, print version? Print version. Oh, man. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm rolling on the original series era species table on page 93. I rolled a 10. So it's Ephros. <laughs> the Ten? Ephros. The Ephrosians home planet. Oh, okay. I was looking at Enterprise Era. Okay, good. So Ephrosians. Oh, Those you, want the... me, you want me to do Enterprise Era? I no, I, I like don't you like Ephrosians? I thought Ephrosians are some they of do. your they're favorites. Awesome. Oh, let's let's well, try to kill some Ephrosians then. <laughs> I mean they're, so, they're you know Ephrosians are great, but you know they're no uh, they're no pack leads. I know, I know. But <laughs> Ephrosians do have cool beards. They got some serious style, though. We've seen two Afrosians canonically, and they both got awesome style. Do the women have the beards, too? I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know. Oh, we've never seen female Afrosians. Yeah, okay. This will be kind of cool. Okay, so the advantage, we're calling it an advantage. It's a planet we know. I guess that's the only advantage. It's a beautiful planet that's about to be destroyed. Yeah. Um. So So I then I guess we need to figure out the encounter's probability matrix, uh, page 270. Yep. Throw this in there. All right. Page 270. Here we go. Rolling a D20. I rolled a seven. That would be deep space. That so makes sense. Type of encounter deep space. So deep space. Yep. Now we'll get a little bit more detail on that action here. Mm -hmm. So I rolled an 18. The scarred remains of a Klingon vessel lie perilously close to a deep space station. Oh, it's a Klingon shuttle. Ooh. Oh, is this an act of war? Mm. Or, well, is it, or is it a setup to look like an act of war well actually this is interesting jim because remember we're playing picard era and we have not right. seen klingon's picard era yet no we have not oh i'm gonna have to strain my brain here michael i'm not confident we've seen a klingon shuttle ever oh yeah we have yeah yeah we yeah, saw we... yeah in if if all else fails do you count in a uh, star trek three would you count that transport shuttle when Christopher uh, blew up his girlfriend? Was that a, wasn't that a Klingon transport shuttle? No, that was a merchantman. 
Oh, like, I like a freighter. Was... Oh, now I'm gonna have to think about this. Uh, wow, <laughs> you got me. Okay, so this is a Klingon shuttle. Klingon <laughs> well, of course, with a biological it's... super weapon on board. This is gonna have to get us into some Klingon lore. Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. This is good so far. So I think I think we're at a pretty good starting place because of the mystery. But I want to do something that we did last time. Jim, because last time we we highlighted your character with one of my Jane Austen roles, and this yep. time I think it's time to highlight Fofum, who's the XO, and decide what the B story J Austen Jane Austen plot should be with her. Right? Yep, sounds good. So I'm going to go ahead to let me, let me move things around here, and people who are looking on screen could actually see it. I'm going to go to the probability matrix for. Uh, drama. I created this Jane Austen role table for drama. And so, Jim, give me a one through 20 and let's see what our B story plot is. Okay. I've got a, a one. Oh, my goodness. Sudden inheritance. A character unexpectedly inherits a vast fortune or an estate leading to envy and intrigue among the society. And in this case, we'll say among the ship. So let me drop this in here. So, what species is Fofum? Talaxian. Talaxian. Okay, nice. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> give me a second. A character inherits a vast fortune or a state. What else could they inherit as a as a Talaxian? Um, I. I yes. Yeah, I th I feel like someone's arrived on the ship. I I think we might have our very first guest star. I think we might actually have Neelix, as an, a little older Neelix, coming to pass on some sort of cultural heritage of great value to her. Mm. And I think Neelix might be on the ship when all of a sudden they get this emergency mission. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. So is Neelix like the an ambassador now from uh, the Delta Quadrant? Totally, and I think I think also you know her mentor probably who encouraged her to join Starfleet in the first place. Okay. Because this is the Picard era, right? You bet. So I kind of... 30, 30 years beyond Voyager returning home. So yeah, this is Elder Neelix. It <laughs> is. We, we actually, we don't, we don't know if he's an elder or not, but uh, right. we don't know how old Talaxians live. I, I, we probably do. I'd have to go look at the lore. And that's research that we can do later. <laughs> so I think... So you following along at home. Yeah, this is kind of romantic. And I think, of course, because I'm evil and a, and, a, and a good writer, is at some point he's going to be put in great danger in this scenario, which is going to create more drama if people think, is this the episode Neelix came to die in? <laughs> <laughs> you got to freak them out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the opening scene, uh, is this like uh, Fofum and Neelix walking through the you know corridors together? She's kind of proudly showing off the USS Saratoga to her mentor? Yeah, or, or or possibly hanging out in the in the lounge, whatever whatever the equivalent lounge is on the Saratoga. Yeah, would Neelix be cooking? Yeah, you know what? Hanging out in the lounge—that's so—that's so. That's so uh, at this point, it's so cliche. They do it all the time on uh, Lower Decks and Next Gen. I think I think something more dynamic would be cool. Like um, I, I like your idea, actually. Neelix cooking somewhere. Um, like we know that some of the ships, like you know, Pike has a, a magnificent cabin with mm -hmm. a great great kitchen so uh why not have a guest quarters with a big kitchen just okay for, just for ambassador neelix and and i think the captain would of course be here because he neelix would be showing off his stuff to the captain too right so in neelix cabin as he cooks it up for 
Captain, and XO. Have to ask a question. Voyager, Neelix had loved Klingons, right? Remember, he had a really good relationship with that Klingon woman when they met that ancient ship. Are there any Klingons aboard at this time? Or have Klingons been off the picture? What do you say? Should we roll on the probability matrix? Yeah, because, you know, we don't really have anything canonical to go on because they've, they've kind of ditched Klingons in the 25th century. <laughs> we don't yeah. know what to do with them. Uh, so I mean, do you we think it's him in lower decks, but we don't see him in uh, in Picard at all other than Worf. Um, so I think it's what's probable or, or somewhat improbable that there's Klingons on board, right? Somewhat improbable. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Okay, so let's see if Klingons are on board. Somewhat okay. improbable. So I'm looking. So so this is I'm looking at the quick reference on page 322. I'm going to roll in the yes or no probability matrix. We're looking at somewhat improbable. Mm -hmm. I rolled a 11. So that is no, there are no Klingons on board. So no Klingons on board. So this is going to be an interesting episode because I think we're going to be exploring and adding a little lore here. So what would be the first task then that's good? I I almost wonder if we should just, just, uh, fiat and say you know having a klingon board having a klingon on board might make it more interesting because it's a klingon shuttle um or we can say maybe neelix has spent part of the last 30 years studying up on klingon lore and heritage and he can be the the um the the klingon uh process well okay yeah and i'm thinking this episode which is something we've never done in captain's log before it when you've played is what if we use this to answer with a lot of yes and no probability matrix what happened with the Klingons over the past 30 years? Mm, sure. So so the discovery of this shuttle gets us to have to track it back to the Klingons and get into that. Or yeah, maybe this even provides an answer. <laughs> well, because remember one of the things, if we scroll up and look at the what we rolled, it says command shuttle crap. So maybe we need Klingon command codes that if we don't get it right, it'll blow up or some, you know, it'll, it'll expedite its trajectory toward Ephrosia. So maybe it will necessitate us negotiating with Klingons to figure this out. Mm, Okay. So we could do a lot of heavy rolls on the probability matrix. Yeah. It works for me. Uh, One one question we should answer though, is there, is there anybody on the shuttlecraft? Let's do that. Once we detect it, let's roll on that. Okay, that works. Okay, so so at this point, it seems like we're cooking it up. Neil Klingon's on board, and then suddenly in scene one, which would make sense, is we receive an emergency communique. From Starfleet, probably. That's right, from Starfleet Command. And so our first action... They would t- they would give us that w- they would naturally with that give us the location of this or maybe they lost it. Why don't we do this? Let's roll on the probability matrix and did Starfleet Command lose after they tracked it initially? This strange Klingon vessel, maybe it's cloak. Oh, this is good. Finding a cloaked ship is always fine. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they lost track of it. Um, let's let's first roll 50-50 maybe on the probability matrix if they lost track of it or not. So we're, are we assuming it's cloaked or should we roll on the probability matrix whether it's cloaked or not cloaked? The 50-50, let's use that. Go ahead. You want to roll on that? Okay, so 50-50, it, uh, it is cloaked. Ooh. 
and now 50-50 did Starfleet lose track of it while they were attempting to to track yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Um six. Yes, they did lose track of it. <laughs> so even though this is Picard era, sensors are more sophisticated than they have been, they still they still lost track of it. So they know it's cloaked. All right. They, they knew generally where it was going, but now they've lost track of it. So we know our first action is to try to find it with the ship, right? Yeah. So I can see us in interrupted. Neelix is following us to the bridge because the Klingons, we haven't heard from them in 30 years. Mm -hmm. They all, Everyone goes to the bridge and immediately they're going to use the Saratoga and they're going to need to use their sensors, which is 10 with their science 2 to be 12 to see if they can detect it. Right. So now would you, uh, would you, um, and this is, this is me getting into the nitty gritty of, uh, of like screenwriting. Mm -hmm. um, would act one scene one be, the scene with Neelix, you know, having it up, having a good time, getting the communicate from Starfleet Command, and then scene two, we're going to the bridge. Now we're going to roll sensors. And we're going to go try to find the ship. Or are you con are you condensing it a little bit for the purposes of? Uh, yeah, the reason I'm calling it scene one, we could say it was a a one camera run. Yeah, where they just keep one camera on the whole thing until they. For me. You know, yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. So uh, si sensors and science, my difficult, my, my uh, task number is twelve. Yep. All right, rolling two d twenty. I have a. 12 and a 14 so one success we somehow are able to track it somehow. and that and that's well, act we, uh, one scene let me pull up my character sheet i thought we had um uh do i have the ship on my sheet yeah yep, at the very bottom mm -hmm. oh we don't have uh, we don't have sensors okay never mind we have extensive shuttle base <laughs> <laughs> and you know what what i think since this is kind of like a faux from episode i want to give yeah. her a new i, I want to give her a focus because okay. we're, we're we're creation while playing right yep um i'm gonna go ahead and first add a discipline of con two because um her con is not filled out yet so we're gonna give her a con two okay. and i think for the um you know i i, I think should i give her klingon history Klingon politics. What's what's her species again? Talaxian. Talaxian, yeah. Yeah, why not? Okay, we're going to go with Klingon culture. So she studied it up. They've been off the plate, and this is going to be utterly fascinating to her, right, at this point, because Neelix told her about the Klingons, though she never met them. And if you remember, they seem to got, have gone along really well with Klingons. The Musk really got Klingons going from Voyager. Mm -hmm. So this will be interesting, even though she's a female. I don't know. Females have Musk? Sure. <laughs> Maybe. Why not? <laughs> okay. So we go into Act 1, Scene 2 now. So this is kind of cut back from commercial. Well, actually, go back a little bit. Just say, mm -hmm. you know, Sensors in Science 12, uh, you know, 12, 14, we successfully picked up the, the signal, right? So now Act 1, Scene 2, we're going to go track it. Or we're going to go after it now. And scan it and all that good stuff, yeah. right? So yeah. so at this point, we have to close the distance. Yep. It seems like. And in this time, probably the actors, excuse me, the characters are probably talking about the Klingons at this point. So let's, let's throw in a couple probability matrix questions here. Have mm -hmm. the Klingons, um, are they enemies or friends of the Empire? Should we do a 50-50 on that? Uh, uh, enemies or friends of the Federation? The Klingons? Yeah, uh, I would say it's um, I would say it's probable that they're still friend that the that the alliance is still intact. Okay, let's see. Or the 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 whatever the treaty is. Um, Kittimer Accords. The, the, the revised, yeah, the revised Kittimer. Well, I mean, the Kittimer Accords post uh, the, mm -hmm. the Dominion War, right? So I'd say it's probable they're still allies. 
uh, and I rolled a 14. So yes, they're still allies. Okay. <laughs> Almost missed it. <laughs> um, is it possible? Let's see. Last we left them, Martok, right? Was Chancellor. Yeah. Was Chancellor. So should we, is it probable that he's died? Um, it wasn't covered in Picard. No. And uh, he was, he might, well, he, it's not for sure that he was still alive as of lower decks. Uh, a recording of him was hosting that, uh, that uh, Klingon game. Um, I, I think it's somewhat probable. We know Klingons do live longer than humans. I think it's pro somewhat probable that he's dead. Don't you? Somewhat probable that he's dead. Okay. Let's, let's roll it here. Uh, well, I rolled a one. So yes, Markatak is dead. Oh man. So, so there's a new chancellor in charge. Okay. That new chancellor probably hasn't been chancellor for all that long. Well, I think we need to ask if that new chancellor is favorable to the Federation. Oh, yeah. And we've got a, um, that's an NPC table, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me flip back to that. That's on, uh, that's about the worlds, stranger worlds, that's entities. Well, what are you looking for right now? I'm looking for the, um, the cultural, uh, the 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 NPC uh, Federation outlook. Oh, the alignment. Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah. That uh, was a good idea. Yeah, two eighty five. Uh, so, how does this new chancellor feel about the Federation? Let's roll here. I rolled a four. Uh oh. <laughs> Condemning. Condemning of the Federation. Ooh, this, this is new, getting really good. New chancellor not liking the Federation much. I Just think for Martok to die. So, so we should probably do. Should we go ahead and roll up their goals and tactics yeah, I think so yeah okay so roll up their goals so so we know it's the chancellor so we can skip skip archetype mm -hmm. uh, we can probably skip their upbringing um yeah. you, uh, goals yeah let's look at goals here the the new chancellor's goals are to well rise through the military ranks i mean they've, they've well they've achieved what they wanted to achieve they're now chancellor um maybe, yeah maybe we need a different one there Let me well, what, what if we were to say get control and command of the military Oh, that works. Like consolidate the consolidate the houses, consolidate the military. Yeah, that yes. works. So he's trying to consolidate the military around his houses around his. Well, his or her. It it fifty fifty, right? I like that too. Fifty fifty. So let's let's go here. Actually, well, okay. W without getting into the whole gender conversation, um, based off Klingons that we know. Yeah, we're basing this off Klingon history. Uh, so I rolled an eleven. So well, I should I should have said one to ten is male, eleven to twenty is female. So this would be we'll go uh, with that. A woman, a woman chancellor. That's even hotter. You know, I love my villains who are female. Condemning of the Federation wants to consolidate the military around her. And her tactic. Her tactics are subjugation. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> so so is so my question then. Oh no! No, this is great. Why? A whole, why? A whole, different, whole different worldview for the Klingon Empire now. <laughs> well, they were always into subjugation, changing direction. Well, not not, not for a while there. They kind of got Correct. away from that a little bit. Yeah, so she probably feels that they're weaker for it. So this is an interesting conversation, right? Because at this point, you have Captain Jinamat, Neelix, and Fofem, along with the bridge characters, talking about where they've been and why there's been this weird slow withdrawal. So is it possible that she would do so, that she, first of all, we don't know, we don't know about the bioweapon yet. We just mm -hmm. know we've tracked a Klingon shuttle in space right. going in and out of cloaking. So at this point, 
we don't know what's going on, but it, it's good that we talk this history and scene too, because now the watchers are kind of like, oh, okay, that's what's been going on with the Klingon Empire. Mm -hmm. That's kind of hot, right? <laughs> so, so now we need to roll, can we catch up to this thing? And that's another ship roll, right? Uh, yeah. So that's going to be uh, Engines 10 with Con 3. Oh, and look, we have improved warp drive yep. as a talent. So if we roll one through three, that counts as an, an additional success or an advantage or a momentum spent. Yep. So 13 is the target number. I want 2d20. I rolled an 11 and a 13. So success with a, uh, a moment, a success with momentum. Good. So success with. Do we want to immediately uh, roll on the momentum spend, or do we want to roll on an advantage at this point, or save it? Uh, let's do the momentum spend. Okay. So we're going to go to our momentum chart on page 275. 275. Oh, and there's some good, actually, some really good uh, things that might play in here. Yep, we're looking at uh, new technology. Ooh. New technology... Oh, interesting. A new medical procedure. Yeah, we'll bank on that. We'll bank that. Maybe maybe we get lucky and uh, we have we we're we're developing some new medical procedure that might help uh, counteract this biological super weapon once we figure out that it's a biological super weapon. I I and I think that connects Jim to the sudden inheritance. Maybe the inheritance is Neelix brought with him a lot of advanced medical knowledge from the Delta Quadrant that he came to share with the Federation. And the Saratoga was kind of the ambassadorial ship to get him to Federation headquarters. Sure. Works for me. Does that sound good? So, yeah. so, so we're going to go ahead and grab up here. This sudden inheritance is see how we adapt this people sudden inheritance of advanced medical information from delta quadrant and it's okay that there's some coincidences coincidences happening because that's part and parcel of star trek that's right that's what we do so this is how the a plots and the b plots tie together sometimes good so we spent that momentum now we're going to go into act scene act one one three scene three all right so we're we're chasing down the shuttle we should probably do a roll to see if we can um, uh, use a con to extrapolate where is the shuttle going. Let's do it. That sounds great. That would make total sense. So we're going to do a, uh, at this point, what, computers plus con? Or, or sensors plus con, do you think? No, if we're, or you guess, said extrapolate. Yeah, so I guess that's, uh, yeah, that would make sense. Computers, con. Um, warp drive won't help us here. So target number is still 13. I will roll. Rolled an eight and eleven, so success with the momentum again. Got it. So we are able to track where it's going, and I guess we know it's now. We know it's going going toward uh, Ephrosia or Ephrosia, whatever. It, uh, I think it's I think it's Ephros, but I, I'm not we can, okay. we can research that later. Going to Ephros. Um, now we should probably, um, because uh, Captain Ginomat is um um you know security wise and uh has his uh, has their their unorthodox mathematics probably would want to know is this shuttle going toward Ephros intentionally or is this like a damaged thing and it's just on that going in that direction like it was this an intentional course they can probably figure that out well, what, can... how would unorthodox mathematics uh 
I guess it's not really an orthodox mathematics. <laughs> There's nothing going on orthodox here, other than to say, you know, let's let's backwards plot the course and see, you know, can we can we can we um, infer whether this is a uh, intentional course or an accidental course? Okay, I like that. I like that. So so therefore, this is good because the mystery is getting deeper. Why is it going? Why is it not respond? We haven't even tried right. to hail it. Actually, true, true. But we'll do that next. Okay, All I right. guess this would be. What do you think? Computers and com, com, computers and con again? Well, it's you're trying to plot it. So would it be um, would it be your the computers of the Saratoga with the Captain Science because he has unorthodox mathematics? Oh, we could combine. Well, I don't think this is. I don't think there's anything unorthodox about this. Really, we're just trying yeah. this mystery. Okay. Um, Although I do have the value, I could pull on that value, but it's a little early for that. Should I like I, I like this though. We want to know if it came out of the Klingon Empire, right? Yeah. So should I combine a um a ship system with one of my disciplines, or should I roll like um insight insight con? Oh wait, we don't have assists. <laughs> this is Captain's log. <laughs> Captain's log done. We the ship can't assist us. Never mind. Okay. I'm thinking. I love the idea of plotting. So I think let's go. Let's go with insight with the computer department of Khan. So your insight eleven or ten. Yep. With with Khan, right? With the ship's Khan. Okay, so that's a thirteen. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, I rolled a 12 and a 15, so one success, or you know, a successful uh, result. Um, okay, good. Oh, well, so <laughs> we know whether it was intentional or not. So I guess, does that mean it was intentional? It's intentionally going toward Afros? I may have exactly made a mess of that question. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. So so insight plus con in scene four determines that it's intentionally going toward Afros, correct? Yes. Okay, good. One second. No, 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 no. The the the, the computers and con was oh. to know we know it's going to Efros. The insight plus con was to determine was this intentional or accidental. And yes, it was intentional. So it's it's its course was meant to go to Efros, and that's where it's going. So now meaning that somehow we hacked its navigational computers. That's what uh, it means. It would have to mean that. That we hacked it? No, we probably just uh, we we looked at the course and okay. uh, and extrapolated that it's clearly move. It, it is this is not an accident. It's going toward Ephros for a reason. We don't know what that reason is yet because now we've got to scan the shuttle to find out what's on who or hail at first probably. Right. I I think what we know is it's it came out of the Klingon Empire's territory. Right. That's what yep. we know. Yeah. Because right. we we can't really say intentional or not intentional at this point. True. Okay, so we know it came out of the Klingon Empire, and we know it's heading for Ephros. Like, there's no error there. Correct. It's, it's, it's purposefully going there. We don't know why. We don't know what the cargo is. We don't know if anybody's on board. So now we would hail it. So I guess this is part of that scene four. Maybe this is scene five. Scene five, <laughs> yeah, at this point. Okay. Kent? I don't know. I mean, all, all this intel gathering, and that all feels like one one scene where we're just like doing stuff on the bridge, uh, asking questions back and forth, getting answers, and just hitting hitting these tasks one after another because we're just using sensors and 
Um, this is information gathering, but you know, if you like to structure it differently, that's fine. No, I agree with you. I just feel like we're we're building up to something, and there's going to be a big reveal here at, at the, the end, end of, of the life. act. Correct. Right. I agree. That's what we should. That's we. That's what I'm kind of leaning toward. Is Act One, Scene Five. We get to that reveal. Yeah. One second. So in in Act One, Scene Four, we should be understanding what's happening. Now we're going to hail the ship, or we're going to hail the shuttle. We're going to scan the shuttle, and then the the oh crap moment is oh there's a biological super weapon <laughs> on the shuttle, and we can't stop it or or like whatever like whatever that. Or, or maybe we try to stop it and we can't stop it, or I, I don't know. No, I totally agree with you. So let's. I think we need to now. It should is hailing automatic, or do you think we should actually roll for the hail? Uh, I think it's automatic. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so the question is, do we get a response? Because they'll probably have it. We haven't decided there's anyone on the shuttle yet. We don't know that yet. So, so I think we need to do a couple rolls. One, do we get a response? So, do you think that that should be fifty fifty or? Actually, no, you know what we should do? We should definitely roll if there's anyone on the shuttle because then that will make the, the possibility of a response greater or less. So 50-50, let's roll if anyone is actually on. Okay, 50-50. The shuttle. Uh, I rolled a 20. There's nobody on board. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so the question now is, this means it's highly improbable we get a response, right? Yeah. Yep. So I'll roll that. Uh, roll the 17. So we hail it. No response. Sensors indicate nobody on board. Oh, no, we didn't do that. We just know as, as storytellers, we know there's nobody on board. The character doesn't know because we haven't scanned the we haven't scanned the shuttle yet. That's right. So now let's go ahead That's... and act one scene four. Let's go ahead and scan it with the sensors plus science sensors plus science. So That's a 12. Uh, I rolled a seven and a twelve, so we have a uh, we are successful with momentum. All right. And I think we should spend that momentum on momentum. Okay, let's see what we find with momentum. You, are you okay with that? Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. Or would you rather I, have an advantage? Oh no, I, I want you to spend it because I'm about to go into that Michael roll three threat. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of scene five, I'm going to be rolling a lot of complications. Watch. Okay. Uh, I've got a ten, so that's friendly aliens. Mm. And now I've got a four deliver a fr friendly aliens delivering good news. <laughs> Maybe this ties into your B plot because we haven't really touched that yet. I mean, uh, we haven't come back to it yet. Okay, okay. So we can save that for later. You're saying that role? Yeah, or or we drop it in here. Well, actually, it doesn't. I don't know if it makes sense to drop it in here now, but somewhere along the way, we've got to we got to bring your B plot back into it. Yeah, well, he's on the bridge right now, the B-plot. Oh, Neelix is, okay. Yeah, Neelix is on the bridge, which is cool. So that, that gives us that B-plot excuse. I, I think you want to save this for later? Yeah. Okay. Or, 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 or bold it, and if we need to, we can pull on it. Okay, I'll do that. All right, because, of course, now I want to do the Michael Dismuke roll so many complications and things to make it horrible at the end of Act 1 that <laughs> now this is becoming a real TV show. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, so act one, scene five, and this is where we're going to do another scan of the ship. Actually, you know, what we could have done Jim. Can I, can I give an alternate? Sure. We had an additional momentum 
which we could use in any way to benefit us. And in this case, I think that we need information. I actually, looking back, I would have used that momentum to also discover that this thing is carrying a bioweapon. Okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. So, okay. So we're going to go discovered bioweapon. Mm-hmm. That the music build up there, another commercial. We come back from commercial. It's flying through space. We're pursuing it. I want to open this scene, creating some comps. And what I mean is by this, is it possible that it goes back under cloak? It changes its cloak field so we can't track it. Is it possible it attacks us? Is it possible it attaches itself to us? There's a whole bunch of bad things that could happen, including we could just roll on the complications tape Mm -hmm. or the threat tape. So I think it's still cloaked. We just, we were just able to detect its warp trail or something. Is it possible it varies it so we lose track of it? Ooh, I like that. Right? Okay. So should we roll? Do you think that's highly probable for the sake of this story? I would call I would say it's probable. I don't know that it's highly probable. We haven't seen that technology quite in evidence on the Klingons. So I'd say I'd say, but they probably had some time to work on it. So I'd say that's probable that they've got should, advanced cloaking technology. Should you make it sound like a call it a multi-phasic cloak just for fun? Works for me. <laughs> so does uh, it have a I rolled multi- four, so yes, it does. Oh, this is multi, good. Multi-variable, multi-phasic variable cloaking system. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or as Dr. Aaron McDonald would hate for me to say, a multi-phasic quantum cloak. <laughs> <laughs> quantum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's for you, Dr. Aaron. Um, you okay. Go. So one, it has a multi-phasic cloak. Let's make it even worse. Can we roll on the complication table? Just because I okay. like to. Okay. You bet. So this is page 269. Yep. Complication table, rolled an 11, conflicting orders. The situation is made more tense when orders are received that make the crew have to decide between pursuing their stated mission goals or obeying their conscience. Ooh. Wait, what's the conflicting order? And is it from Starfleet or from the Afrosians to stay back? We got this handled. Mm. Oh. Ooh, I like that. Um, Because, because like, e- even within the Federation, every... Yep. Every member world is its own sovereign world, and uh, they've got their own, um, you know, defense force or patrol ships or whatever. And maybe, maybe, if, I mean, who knows, right? I mean, maybe Efros is, uh, is, is like, no, 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 we got this. And uh, is it possible that Efros, who kind of look like Klingons, have are being slowly swayed by this new chancellor? Mm, I don't know. And maybe the bioweapon is not targeted at Ephros, but it's tra- it's giving them technology to prepare for a greater attack against the Federation. See, this is where I would I would want to do a little research and okay. try to remember if the Ephrosians have any uh, back history with the Klingons. Um, and I'm okay. not sure. Let's keep moving, though. So, so, yeah, so I, I, you're talking. I think we go conflicting orders from the Ephrosians because that'll create a mystery in act two for us to have to diplomatically engage with when all of a sudden they're federation members they could say no and so we hear from starfleet command like they just said you can't enter their territory so here here's something fun um okay. there is a there is a reference material that says that the ephrosians were once under klingon rule and uh, they rebelled oh. and sent the klingons reeling in defeat so the ephrosians are one of the few species that were under klingon rule fought back and kicked the klingons to the curb um, so now we can we can play with this quite a bit because oh uh, yeah oh the, yeah uh, 
this could be this could be the Klingons getting back at the Afrosians, and the Afrosians saying, "Oh, hang on, this is a Klingon ship. We got this. You you step back, Federation." <laughs> a matter of ego. A matter of ego. Yeah, and then if it, if it, if it escalates, it could get it could get ugly. Where the Afrosians could say, "You still want us in the Federation? You leave us alone." Because you and know, diplomatically, this is definitely Act Two stuff. We'll write in, but diplomatically, the Afrosians can't actually take revenge until it crosses into their space and that might be why they're waiting for that yeah like stop pursuit because if you pursue it you may stop it and then we can't retaliate right Ooh. okay okay we gotta roll one more threat one more one more complication <laughs> yeah. you mean? no no I, let's go to the threat table oh yeah, yeah 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 now i like mixing it up i like really mixing it up to make it even Where's better my threat table there it is yeah. all right so you want a random threat Random threat. Let's see how bad we can make it. All right. So I'm liking the idea that the that the new chancellor probably has a uh, probably has it out for the Afrosians, and this is an opportunity for her to. There's probably some history in her house. Oh that, yeah. Uh, got got dissed by the Afrosians. Okay. So I rolled a nine on the threat table. So that's a oh interesting a psionic incident. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sixteen. A telepathic distress signal. What? Interesting um okay well and this is maybe a place where um not to take your spotlight but uh, the, right. cap the captain could have a little moment because the captain's uh anar and mm. and is telepathic mm. so somewhere in this, uh, this whole mess there's a telepathic distress signal actually this is perfect because it gives a chance for fofim to shine think about this for a second mm -hmm. if the bioweapon is an amalgamation of some sort of psionic gene genetic thing he could be having a negative reaction like if it, if it hits the planet maybe it knocks everyone out neurologically maybe it's an enhanced neural parasite that we've Ooh. seen right maybe it's like a genetically modified neural parasite which we've seen plenty of yeah. time and maybe in proximity as the ship gets closer all of a sudden he starts getting ebbed by it mm. they get they start getting ebbed by it okay and so in this scene in the scene five he falls over <laughs> and ne Neelix and Fofim have to roll a, of course. Um, oh, she has medicine four. interesting. I gave her medicine four early on. So is it possible that she has emergency medicine? Sure. Yeah. Or what if I actually psionics is one of the sciences. So let me look here. Yeah. Oh, which would make her the perfect XO for him. Maybe she has an interest in psionics. Okay, we're doing that. Psionics. And so let's see if she can stabilize him, Jim. Well, so would you just by fiat say that the captain keels over, or would you give him an opportunity or them an opportunity? They need to, an uh, opportunity. Or yeah. is it? Yeah. Yeah. They need so that an opportunity. Would be, um, what do you think? Control plus command? Um, yes, exactly. 14. Yeah, control All plus right, command. So let's see if and oh, I would like oh well, no, that doesn't work like that anymore. I was thinking Star Trek Adventures. Never mind. Well, I was wondering. <laughs> I was, I was going to ask if this is like a form of attack, but uh, or is it just a is it a task roll to resist it? Well, I, what I was going to say is because the trait is Anar, I would actually make this require two rolls, two successes, and I would use the trait negatively against him. Ah, against okay. them, that works. All yeah. right, so uh, my target number is uh, fourteen, and I need two successes because because the, the, the my trait's working against me. Correct. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah um i rolled uh a 10 
and a 19. So <laughs> I was I was not successful. So the captain keels over on the bridge. Ah! Wow. And so now let's see if Fofem, in this case, would it be daring and medicine or insight and medicine, reason plus medicine? Well, how would how would how would they uh, react to their captain immediately grabbing their head and keeling over and and crying out in right pain? Yeah, so to try to stabilize. Actually, would, that, would that be daring plus uh, medicine? Daring and medicine that'd be fourteen. So let's Coming roll. Yeah, let's roll on that. With you want me to roll, you, roll for you or you want to roll it? You roll. I'm typing. Okay. So 14, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I've got a... <laughs> good job, buddy. <laughs> I got a one and a three. Woo! So one momentum. Nicely done. Can I use that momentum to create an advantage of in sick bay and safe or something? Did, did you have a... Wait, you have a focus. Isn't that... Uh, Psionics, yeah. Isn't this Isn't this three successes? Well, yeah, but you the most you can ever have at one time is one. Oh, right. That's right. That's right. We're kept in slog. <laughs> so should, should I just arbitrarily say that that, that you've stabilized sick, the captain? Sick bay, stabilized captain is the advantage in sick yeah. bay? Sure. And that would end scene five in a most dramatic way to go to commercial. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, yep, the captain's whisked to sick bay. What the heck is on that shuttlecraft? Yep, Exactly. Dun dun dun. <laughs> okay. This is getting good. Do you see how rolling three complications at the end of a of a uh act is just like really cool? It's perfect. All right. Feels like Star Trek. Doesn't it? Doesn't it already? Okay, so this is getting good. Act two, scene one. Is this where we're reached out to by the Afrosians? Yeah, I think so. Or or do you want to take a moment to bring in your B plot? Like well, like how's how's Neelix reacting to to this? Like like he's he's seeing the captain fall over. He's seeing the XO rush him to sick bay. XO comes back. XO's in command now. Um, at least for a scene. Uh, I mean, the captain's captain's going to be stabilized, so that's good. But I, I have to ask: Does Neelix have a contact in the Klingon Empire? Hmm, I'd say that's highly probable. Well, maybe probable. Mm. Somewhat probable. Somewhat probable. Okay, I, I could I could be convinced it's somewhat probable. Well, what, well, I should and and I should ask this question: Is it actually highly probable because that contact is Belana Torres or her daughter Meryl? Hmm. Okay. All right. So who might have say, insight into it? You want you want to say highly probable? That would be awesome if it was Meryl, huh? That would be cool. <laughs> let's see if he's got a let's see if he's got a contact eight yes he does have a contact wow. do you wanna, i mean if it's meryl she's at least 30 that's right eight and did she go back to discover her heritage and now she's aware of the politics oh yeah maybe sure okay i, I, I call that probable what do you think yeah well the dice are in your favor i rolled a four wow yeah it's balana's daughter we're really pulling in the Voyager references tonight. <laughs> a guest star. We had a guest star. And, you know, this goes back to uh, Jack, our interview with Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly, which would have aired by now. And they said, if you pull them in, don't make them a side fringe. Make them have a crux. And Give we just made Neelix's Voyager contact get us insight, an insight into the Klingon Empire. So this is actually an amazing episode for episode two of our show. Sure. Works for me. Okay. So Meryl is in the Klingon Empire. 
Am I still sharing screen? I can't tell. Yep, you're still screen. Okay, cool. Okay, wow. So, so I guess what I would try to do at this point with the captain down is to do a presence plus command to try to establish some sort of connection with her, right? Uh, sure. Or would this need to be the ship making a like a comms and command motion? I'm trying to signal them. You're trying to signal Miro using, back to the Klingon Empire? Yeah, using subspace long range. Well, Fofem doesn't know them, but Neelix does. So we're using Neelix's com, so, command code or that's com, right. comms, comms code or something. So yeah, I'd say it would, it would be the ship's Good point. Communications plus command, right? Command, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's roll 12 and see if can Neelix get in contact with Miro. Um, well, I rolled a five and a nine. So yes, in fact, he wow. can with, with a with momentum. Good. So so that's interesting because I would almost end this. You know where I would in the scene here? Mm -hmm. Like he says, I know I I can. I have an insider we can talk to. I know they've been reclusive and stuff like that. And I would have everyone watches on the bridge or privately, maybe in the quarters or something, you know, Fofim standing over his shoulder. Like, who do you know? Who who do you know in the Klingon Empire? You've been in the Delta Quadrant. He's like, well, I keep track of my old alum. And, da -da -da -da, and he hits that. And also the screen comes up. It's like, I don't recognize this person. And she goes, Uncle Neelix, Meryl. Mm. Cut scene. Cut scene, yeah. Right, right. Oh, I like it. this. I like it. That's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's your keyword for tonight. Well, it is. When something's really cool, when something's really cool, then it turns to hot. There you go. <laughs> okay. So we got to cut back to kind of like the afros. Should we, should we check, do a wellness check on the, the captain and see if he's conscious yet? Yeah, sure. I think yeah, it's... Meanwhile, back in sickbay. Yeah, I think it's... See, here's how I would start. Since he took such a heavy hit, Jim, and tell me what you think about this. Since he took such a heavy hit, I would say the first round, it's improbable. The second round, it's somewhat improbable. Then it's 50-50. Then it's somewhat probable because basically the, the more time they have to work on him, it improves every, every scene of him getting better. Mm -hmm. That's one way we could tackle it. Or we could just tackle it with the ship's you know, computers plus medicine. Or is it or is it the structures plus oh. medicine, right? But I like suspense and I don't know how you feel. It's your character. So do you want it every chance, every round to get a better chance of him becoming conscious? Hmm. Or do you prefer to try it one shot? Because most likely you'll succeed, you know? You have one momentum already. Yeah. Um I, I'm I'm comfortable taking my time with it. Uh, I'll admit the the first thought I had was um, was there maybe a way to pull in a, a thread of the the last episode where um, um, the captain and their partner had that had that moment and um, maybe the the partner hears that the captain's been down been knocked down goes to sick bay to um, be supportive. And there was something we could tie into that, but it's a little nebulous right now. Yeah, so. yeah. And for the sake of people who are only tuning into this episode, I don't want yeah, them to have to. <laughs> no worries. Okay. Watch all the shows. What are you doing? Right, right, right. Exactly. Uh, okay. So, yeah, let's just go with it. Let's go with the ticking clock backwards to okay. see if he if, if they start to recover. So I, I say this is probably because uh, I want to roll on the medical team, and I guess that's best represented by uh, 
Um, so don't do the improbable to somewhat improbable. We're not going to do. No, I think no, I think I like that idea. Yeah. So I'd say that in this scene, it's improbable that he's fully recovered. Right. Um, so let me grab that table here. Hold on a second. Page two fifty four. I was going to three twenty. Uh, three twenty two. Uh, yep, there it is. Um, so, so let's see if he's improbable. Recovered. And I rolled a sixteen. So yes, he is not not back in this scene. Okay. So with that said, now then, I think now it's up to the XO Fofum, which is we talked about this being their episode to shine, right? Yep. yep. That that they are now having to deal with Starfleet Command saying, "Hey, we have a problem. You've just mm-hmm. been ordered to call off pursuit on this thing." So. I think what she needs to do is write, roll an insight plus command to see mm-hmm. if she can figure out why they would even say something like this. Yep. Right? Like, we've talked it out, but let's see if the character can figure it out. Okay. So insight plus command for her is 10 and 3, which is 13. 13. Okay, here we go. Um, I've got a 1 and a 12, so success with momentum. Wow. So she really knows... So she, so the Afrosians are saying no, and she digs into the Klingon history with the Afrosians, which we just spoke about. Yep. So, uh, so Fofem aware of Afrosian slash Klingon history, mm-hmm. and she's making the guess that they want to do a retaliatory strike. So she's gonna. So that ends that scene, right? When she figures that out, mm-hmm. is she gonna try to bargain with? starfleet command not in this scene but later scene or no i think i think she well i mean i don't know if she would do this or not would would she go to starfleet command first or would she go directly to the afrosians since she's here right the ship is here would, would she contact the afrosians directly and say hey wait a minute <laughs> we need to stop this shuttle before it gets to your uh to your to your uh sovereign space i'm gonna do this for fun though mural is still in play and we have one momentum okay there you go what if we do a different tactic according to neelix he knows honor and stuff like that and what if we double back and actually go into the klingon empire and try to negotiate it to the chancellor like you're making a big mistake the afrasians have been looking for a reason to clean your cocks and you're giving it to them be smarter would would we would uh would fofum leave the shuttle just to go on his merry way and is she, is she trusting the Afrosians? Like if the Afrosians are saying, hey, back off, leave it, we'll take care of it. Is she trusting the Afrosians to take care of it and then going to the, back to the Klingon Empire? She trusts them to retaliate. She trusts the Afrosians to retaliate? That that they're looking for the excuse to wipe the Klingons out before. Maybe the Afrosians have been warning the Federation, like, don't let this chancellor get into power. This chancellor, we have a history with, and they and maybe the Federation ignored it, say, you know, Prime directive, not our business, and they're kind of like, okay, we'll we'll use this as an excuse to take steps to take out the chancellor. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, do you th- is there time plot wise? Would people be mad that are you really going to leave this ticking bomb to go to the Klingons? You think that'll annoy people? I mean, I don't know if it'll annoy people. I'm just wondering what your character would like be most likely to do. Follow orders. If she's following orders, it's not breaking orders to try to get go to the Klingon Empire and get them to cancel the cancel the attack oh that fine line you're (laughs) right like if she can get those command codes with meryl's help they can Mm -hmm. cancel the attack and then never will even get there Mm -hmm. 
and she's still following orders because they didn't say she couldn't go to the Klingon Empire, especially if she has an invitation from someone. Who is she getting an invitation from? Meryl? Meryl, who has contacts because I have a momentum. I would spend my momentum to have contacts as an advantage. Okay. Access and contacts. Given uh, given the technology and subspace communications, do we need to go to the Klingon Empire? Could 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 Fofo <clears throat> simply contact Mural's contact in the uh, Klingon Empire? But wouldn't it be more fun for our characters, especially if your character comes awake, that we actually have to like storm a Klingon like base in order to get the command codes, or face off against the Chancellor herself, the new one? <laughs> Isn't that what people want to see? Sure, if you want to go that far. I just feel like I feel like going to the Klingon Empire feels like an escalation, and uh, I feel like there should be like a an attempt made to communicate first before we say, okay, wait, we need to go back. To, we need to actually go in person to the Klingon Empire. Okay, so you think so? So we need to communicate first and do another diplomatic motion to the Afrosians. Um, no, I think I think I think. Um, Bofum talks to Meryl. Meryl says, hey, I think I've got a point of contact. Let me get back to you. And then comes back and says, contact this person in the Klingon high command and and convince them that they should stop what they're doing. Yeah, or I guess... Talk down I, the chancellor or something. I guess what I worry about as writing the story is if they respond favorably, we're only in our act two scene two. We've kind of ruined the whole suspense. Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. <laughs> so, well, that's, where try, we would, yeah. that's where we throw in some complications. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, oh, that is good, actually. No, yeah. I can work with this. Watch. Okay. So let's. So in act two, scene two, the captain's not recovered. Yep. We, we're aware of the Afrosian Klingon history. Because mm-hmm. I rolled on that. So are we going to act two, scene three, where I'm trying to get this contact to help us? Yeah. Okay. Because I like this. I see where you go. I see where we could. I always see where I can break stuff. So not a problem. <laughs> I, you think things are good? Believe me, I can always screw you up. I guarantee you that. So, um, okay. So let's, this, this will be another um, presence, or excuse me, this will be another uh, presence plus command, right? Or is this daring plus command? I think presence plus command is fine. Okay, so Meryl's contact to try and call off attack. Mm-hmm. We're making a lot of assumptions here about this thing still, that it's actually an attack from the Chancellor. Our characters have not figured that out yet. We just know it's of Klingon origin. But we know it's a biological super weapon of Klingon origin. The of Klingon origin, intentionally going toward Ephros. Right, but we don't know who programmed it. I just want to say that we've all suppositioned it's the Chancellor. So I just want to be be clear. As this happens, we still have a lot of places where we can add complications and add other characters into it with different motivations. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Um. So now, what's happening? What, what's the task we have to attempt here? So this is going to be a presence so, plus command to try to get an ally from Miral's contact. So Fofim is contacting Miral's contact to try and call off the attack. Yeah, to, yeah, to give us information as to who's in control of this attack, who ran, the, who's running this operation. Okay, so what Fo, what's Fofim's uh, target number? It's, uh, nine and three, so twelve. Twelve. Okay. Uh, well, I rolled a a one and a twenty, <laughs> so success with a complication. Perfect. I'm so happy because I want to talk about this. <laughs> I would I, I love complications. Yeah. 
So I think we find out that it's it's sourced to a house, a particular house mm-hmm. that that's their kind of shuttle. Mm-hmm. But I think at some point, this person who gave us the information is automatically attacked and killed. Ooh. Blows up. And Meryl comes back like, they got blown up. And I barely survived or something. Oh, no. And now she's in danger. Meryl's in danger. Okay. Of course. Because they tracked they tracked it back to her. They tracked she's, the subspace calm. Yeah. She's the point of contact. Yeah. So, so, and that's where the complication comes in is Meryl needs rescue. Okay. So that's good. That's a good reason to go hightailing it for the Klingon Empire then. Yeah. It creates two separate issues, right? We have, and that's Neelix, of course, is going to be like, no, we have no, now his character really comes to play. It's like, I got to go. Right. And you got to go with me. Yeah. We okay. got to go rescue. We got to get now. We now it's even worse because now we've got to go rescue Mural. Yeah. Top of this shuttle heading for Ephros, and um, the captain now act act two scene three. So now it's somewhat improbable that the captain's out of action. What's the and name I, of the house, by the way? Are you are you rolling up the name of the house? Oh, uh, I I can, but yeah. uh, I just rolled a seventeen on um, the captain. So the captain's still out of action as of act two scene three. Okay. Okay. Go to that. Um, the house name. I guess I'm just making up a random name. Yep. All right. Let me find that chart. Hang on. While you're writing your notes, I'll I'll look I'll look for the name chart. Shuttle track to house. Give it at least two syllables, right, to make it sound oh, Klingon. Yeah. And we'll add if we have to. We'll add a K in front of it if we have to make it. Okay. Clean. So six is a C B A D. So C is a. C B. Okay, so Lin Linaz, L I N A Z. House Linaz. I like, I like that. I like that. House I like Linaz. Is it, oh, I guess the question is, is it a, is it a minor house? How about or? we spell it like that? Linaz. Linaz. Yeah, I like it. And let's say um probability matrix here. Um 50-50, uh, one to ten, it's a major house, eleven to twenty, it's a minor house. Love it. It's a nineteen, it's a minor house. Ooh. And let's roll on the somewhat probable. I let's let's go probable on this one. Okay. Whereas that house diminished to a minor house because of the war the Afrosians put on them. Oh, I like it. <laughs> uh, yes. Ooh, I rolled reduced from major to minor during a Frosian war. Those damn Afrosians. Ooh, now we're getting a plot. This is scary. This is getting really good, Jim. Oh, so so do we want to dig into what's the connection between House Lanaz and um, the Chancellor? Well, I, I think uh, more House Lanaz is eager to gain power. So consolidation with all the other houses is a dream to restore its glory, right? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think what it is is um, House Lanaz design. So we know that they designed these shuttles. Yep. Um, now we're moving into, let's move into Nixon. Folks, I hope you're having fun because we're having a blast here. This is awesome. <laughs> this, I mean, so, so no, but we're in a perplexing situation, Jim. So we got this cloaked shuttle still heading toward Afrosia who wants to declare war. Yep. So we actually are going to cling, we're going into Klingon space to show them that this was not an action of the chancellor, but of this minor house. So declaring war against the entire empire would be inappropriate if we can take action against this house. 
Then we can politically force the new chancellor to actually in public forum, you have to take out this house because they're about to cause you dishonor, whether or not she was favorable of the attack or not. Mm -hmm. Politically, we have to put her into a hard space. Yeah, but I'm, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what the connection is between the chancellor and the house. Like, uh, is is the chancellor of House Lanaz, or is House Lanaz got some sort of um, some sort of blackmail on the chancellor? We have or, to ask all those questions. Or are they just opportunistic? Like, I don't know. Okay, first of all, is question. she of House Lanaz? I mean, that's a probability matrix, right? Yep, yep. Is that fifty-fifty? That'd be fifty-fifty because this is all made up anyway. Oh my goodness. Um, so let's see. So is the chancellor of House Lanaz? No. And let's do something since we keep talking about the chancellor here. Yeah. Let's roll a, on the name table and give her a name. Sure. Give me one second. I'll give her two syllables. Two syllable name. All right. So we're looking for combination BC. Mm -hmm. First syllable is M E M. Mm -hmm. Second syllable is uh Z O G. Can we just can we call her Mzog with just an M and drop the E? Or how about Kem Kemzog? No, no, Mzog, Mzog, Chancellor Mzog. I'm okay with that. I like that. I kind of like that, huh? Mzog. Chancellor Mzog is not of House Lanaz. In fact, let's make it really clean on, and I'll do it like this. Watch. Mzog. Mzog. Right. I love it. Mzog. Yep. So. Is the chancellor of House Lanaz question mark? No. But is there blackmail, you said? Is is House Lanaz indebted to black, blackmailing Mazak? Okay. No. Mm. Uh is House Lanaz indebted to the Chancellor? No. Uh, okay. So you know what? We're yeah, going there. We've got motivations here, don't we? No, this is good. We're going there to clear their name. We're going there to clear the chancellor's name when she doesn't even know that this house is doing her dirty. Well, I was I was wondering if we could use the NPC motivations table to give the house a motivation. Let's do it. That like, sounds what, great. Like, what's their goal here? Yeah. Uh, let me find their motivation here. Uh, that would be. Oh, wait, this well, wait, wait, wait. We, wait, did we already do that though? Hold there, on. No, the goals were for um You're right. That Chancellor. was for that was for Imzog. You're right. The Chancellor. But now we want to know what the, the house's goals are, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the house's goals are um where is it? A defeat arrival. <laughs> defeat Ooh. defeat arrival. Well that fits right in. That's easy. Uh what is their tactics? Um political manipulation is their tactics. Oh, this is great. And uh, what's the what's the we might as well figure out what what's the house's uh, perspective on the federation? And I rolled an eight. <laughs> the federation's they think the federation is gullible. Um, oh, that's perfect. They thought they would fall for this. <laughs> uh, see, folks, uh, see how see how everything just kind of falls into place. This is great. This is great. Okay, so what's the, so the role on this one? Is it to present some of this evidence in order to not get blown up when we go into the space, into Klingon space, to save morale? Well, I mean, we don't know any of this stuff, but this is all the backstory that we're going to have to go figure out. Should we? Should we? Do we need a role first to track? We know we're changing course to go into the Klingon Empire, and do we yeah. have to fast because we got to do it before the Afrosians have a reason to attack? Yeah. 
because they're they're not going to believe our theory. We all, so far everything we've done so far is theory, and the evidence. The one guy who was going to test it just got blown up. Right. So we have to get morale out to get this information. Right. So and, we're and going she, to we're going to go rescue morale. Presumably, Neelix knows where she is. La, where she last was. Where she last was. Yes. So based off of that, as we cross into the border, are we going to be? Can we? Can I work my diplomatic magic to let them pass through so we can go get morale mm, mm-hmm. who is a federation citizen right we want to aid with the effort to find her right so right. i think that's a that's a that's going to be a presence plus command right i think so because once we get close to the border because because of the chancellor's outlook on the federation they may not be letting federation ships into the into the empire correct or they may second 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 think it <laughs> okay let's roll if captain comes through now it's now 50, oh, yeah, 50 yeah. that the captain comes up in so scene four it was, so it was highly improbable and then improbable so we're are we up to 50 50 now? now okay 50 50 um uh 15 the captain is still not back in action <laughs> this is great oh this is a great way to use this i never used it this way as a, t- All as on a time clock <laughs> oh this is, you could even use it in reverse to make things worse yeah yeah oh 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 okay yeah, this, is, this is this is the definitely a fofum episode yeah okay sorry this is captain's cool. still out of it <laughs> all right we're going so the role in in scene four we haven't done yet is uh you're gonna give have to give me a presence plus command 12 at the 12 to try to get clearance to go in and not get attacked okay so so in in scene four then so we're approaching klingon space the klingons say hey wait no we don't want you in here and then Fofum has to say, "Well, now wait a minute." <laughs> we have a, a, a gobbledygook Federation law, Cadmera Accords, Federation citizen, blah blah blah. We're still friends. And you said fourteen's uh, a target. Twelve. Twelve. I'm sorry. All right, twelve. Um, well, I rolled a two and an eighteen, so uh, you were successful. I made it. Oh, we are allowed to enter. For it, of course, they'd be like, "You have twenty four hours to." Uh, Begrudging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the question, I do have one question we should ask. Did that conversation happen directly with the chancellor or did it happen to an underling? Like, would they even give us enough honor to talk to the actual chancellor? No, it'd be an underling. I'm, so, I'm confident. I'm so confident. High, highly improbable? Highly highly improbable that it was the chancellor. Yeah. Okay, roll that. But yeah, let's, let's roll it here. Um, so yeah, I rolled a 15. So that's uh, definitely okay. an underling. Okay, so spoke... <laughs> To, this is great because you know why i hope this whole episode we don't even get to meet imzach because i love when characters are first introduced through rumor mm, yeah and then later on you when you the day you finally get to meet them like five episodes in it's like oh i finally get to see who this character is so mm, i love that yeah. okay this is cool oh my god i can't believe we're going to cling on space off off, off random roles to <laughs> save balana torres's daughter this, this is, is great. This, this is the power of Captain's Log, right? Oh my not, god! Not to pat ourselves on the back, but this is how you can manipulate the uh, the random tables and a little creativity to. This is sick. To pull All right. Together. So now we're coming to scene five, which of course is the way we we're learning to play is we're going to have an action in scene five. But you know me, I want three bad things to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. You so I think I think let's let's uh, definitely start with a complication as we're coming into space here all right where's my complication table 
remind me of the page number for complications. I need to work on my uh, tabs. <laughs> Your tabs have to get a little bit better. So for complications, you're going to want on page uh, 268, 269. Oh, there it is. It's, it's, I had my bookmark in it, darn it. 269. All right, so complication. I uh, rolled a 12. Shattered chain of command. Ooh. Whether by outside interference or the senior commander being removed from the situation, there's no longer a clear operational command structure for the mission. Well, the captain's already out of action. Um, is there a is there a junior officer who? I actually think this applies. I actually think this applies to Imzog, who their house has given us permission to enter. But I think House Lenaz is sending a bird of prey after us. Okay. I think they're the one. They're going rogue and saying we got to take them out. They know oh, too much. Ooh, inner Klingon turmoil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, ah! okay, that's what that's going to be one is issue at this. We, now let's roll on the threat table. The threat table. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm scared. I don't want. I don't. I hate fighting Klingons. All right, random threat. Here we go. Seventeen subspace. Oh boy, here we go. I gotta bring subspace into it. Always. Doctor, this is for you. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Messages cannot penetrate subspace. They're jamming us. Oh, they're jamming us. Oh, oh no. no. We're not gonna be able to, we don't know where we're oh, my where God. All is now. No, they're jamming us so they can attack us and blow us out of the sky without anyone ever knowing. Oh snap. <laughs> okay, and okay, now one more on probability matrix. Are they themselves? Did did House Lanaz advance the bird of prey that could fire while cloaked? Oh, that, that was in Star Trek VI? This is 30 years... Th no, this is more than 30 years later. This is like 80 uh, years this, later. This is more than 100 years later after that. Right? Oh. That was 2280-something. They could, and again, because of that, they probably knew Chang, and they're still haters against the Federation. Mm. So they may have been, they may have been subservient to House Chang, and they're just watching the whole culture crumble around them. They used to be the most powerful people, and over a hundred years, the Federation has picked them apart so that they have no honor and they're nothing. So they've advanced this science. <laughs> I think that's probable, Jim. I love it. Okay, let's roll on the probability table. Oh, you think it's probable? Okay. Oh well. Yeah, do you want to roll on it or not? No, I think I think 100 years is plenty of time to foster a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do they have a, and, uh, a Klingon bird of prey that fires while clipped? I rolled it to seven, so the oh, dice agree with you. Yes, yes, they have a they have a they have a bird, bird of, prey of prey that can fire while it. cloaked. Oh god! And it's advanced. Oh, this is scary. <laughs> so this is what the Klingons have been up to. <sighs> okay, so That's we. We know going into scene five, in scene four, we were given permission to enter space. In scene five, we're unaware that in the background, there's a shattered chain of command. House Lanaz has gone rogue. What makes this bird of prey that fires while cloaked advances because it also can jam subspace signals. <laughs> so it's it sends out a, a jamming field. Yeah. Ooh. This is scary. Dirty. What's the role in this one then as we're trying to get to Morale's last location? Um well we've got to we've got to penetrate the, the jamming field. Right? Yeah, we don't try. know why we're being jammed. You're right. We don't know why we're being jammed. 
we just know that we're being jammed and we've got to break through it somehow. So that would be sensors and science or sense sensors and engineering, probably. I almost want to say it's comms plus engineering. Well, are, we, right? are we trying to contact her or are we trying to find her? Well, first we're jammed. So we all of a sudden all our comms go down. Well, is it is it just comms or is it comms and sensors? Yeah. Are they jamming okay. everything? Anything subspace. So I think I think sensors would be more important than comms. Okay. There's the same values. I, I you know what? So the decision you're saying is with this down, I have to ask repair teams, are they gonna fix comms first or sensors first, right? 50 50 yeah. comms yeah. or sensors. Okay, so comms or sensors. Um 19. So they're going for sensors first. Okay. And that's interesting because that'll play into the next scene. So let's see if they can do that. And that's going to be sensors plus engineering then? Yeah. So 12. Um, I rolled a 10 and an 18. So one success is enough to to successfully repair or to successfully get sensors to operate. Okay. Okay. So then we're still unaware that there's a bird of prey out there. This is great. Correct. We need to know. We just know something was jamming us and now we've overcome that. It's still a question over our head. <laughs> no, but I, I see where this is going now. Um, the captain, does he come to? It's somewhat probable now. Somewhat probable now. And I rolled a nine. So yes, the captain is back in action. Okay, this is perfect. Because this, this is an act two, scene five. The captain He's, says, what have you gotten us into? Come on, I'm think about this. <laughs> Things are already bad. We know we've been given permission. So we're kind of like, let's find Meryl. We don't really feel that there's any danger. We think House Lanaz. We do we know this yet? We don't know House Lanaz. No, because yeah, we've been pointed in the thing in the direction of House Lanaz, but we have no evidence. That's what the guy was about to get us when he blew up. Right. I don't think it's enough just for the captain to wake up. I think something with the neural parasite that hit him psionically did something to him. He should wake up screaming. Because mm -hmm. remember, we've got to fix him with Neelix's advanced gift, the boon of medical technology. Right. Right. And, and he, was out, he was out for several scenes. So this was a big deal. And with this heightened, we're going to play into it later. With this heightened awareness, will he be able to, to, to detect a bird of prey while cloaked? Hmm. That's an interesting idea. Right? Snap. Okay. Once the, once the medical stuff comes in and helps him, all of a sudden he becomes hyper aware and like, we're right. being followed. Right. Okay. Oh my God. That's actually a deep plot, bro. That's cool. <laughs> okay. So, so Captain comes to, I think we would, of course, right now we're still unaware as we, as we rush into, um, thing on space with the sound of, remember the sound of the, uh, of Sulu's ship as it was flying, like break her apart. That's like the sound of the ship as we're flying in, right? To try mm -hmm. to save Meryl. I think act three, Jim, scene one is going to have to be almost a medical thing because captains he's aware but maybe he's just freaking out with his psionics i think we should actually do a medical thing using neelix's i have i i discovered actually like all kinds of pathogens and some genetic markers uh, to help stabilize psionics because of a race called the Gadado, you know and mm -hmm. i think he says this might be able to help stabilize your captain yeah or it. maybe maybe uh maybe he connected with the um okampa and uh and, and they got some, brilliant they got some advanced uh neural stuffy whatever's because of what happened to um brilliant uh what's her face yes Kat. neelix has 
in the medical cache a comp in psionic DNA or what do you want to call it? So, some sort of, I don't know. <laughs> psionic technobabble, uh, neurological technobabble. Um, and he's <laughs> maybe carrying on the legacy of Kess and uh, you know, he's kept, kept ties with the Ocampa. Um, right. And, and so some says, yeah, and Fofim says, I remember studying this. In fact, it might be able to say, because remember, she has psionics. So this would be a place of interest for her because yeah. she would have been interested in all this Delta Quadrant lore, right? Yep. So I think at this point, she should have to do a daring or a reason plus medicine to try to apply this knowledge to this. Yeah, works for me. Okay, okay. So target? 11 is the target number. 11, okay. Um, well, I rolled an 11 and a 17, so that is a success. All right. So this is this is uh, uh, Neelix and uh, um, Fofum uh, applying this new medical knowledge in sickbay to the captain who woke up screaming. Yep. And now the captain's got this new insight. He, like, like things are clearing, and, and not only are they clearing, but now the captain is hyper aware of everything. And Which so this I is like... This is like a Jean Grey moment, like yes. like hearing all the voices. <laughs> okay, so you've got to roll on scene two. It has to now be the captain rolling a psionic awareness kind of thing, right? Okay. So this well, has got to be like... Insight. Insight and command. Yep, or science or medicine. You don't have a medicine role yet. No, I don't. What's the What's the goal here? Just does he automatically miraculously sense like, are you aware we're being followed by Klingons? Mm, okay. So, right. so insight and no, I think you're right. I think this should be medicine okay. and this would be my opportunity to define that value or to define that discipline. Mm -hmm. uh, and this would be a three, right? Uh, no, it two. goes four, three, two, two, one. Four, well, he's already he i mean they already have a foreign science and a foreign command yep so this would have to be a two and and you have a three in security so yeah let's make medicine a two all right any kind of focus you want to attribute to this event um it could be what we call a talent in the old sta game it could be a talent that involves psionics in nature well how about how about a focus of of, of like um mental discipline i love it that oh that's good let me check that into my it, it could even be spatial awareness oh that's interesting for an anar so this is like expanded spatial awareness that he just happens to have or even before the uh before because think about this well or remember this is creation in play but my point is i think an anar like if an anar is doing martial arts they must have spatial awareness being oh, yeah. able to walk run yeah okay i'm good with that let's go with spatial awareness as a new focus yeah that's something we've never done before yeah well so let's do that so a two in medicine spatial awareness so i'm rolling on insight and medicine so that's a 12 um and i've got the focus all right so let's see what we got here i rolled a 16 that's not good and then I rolled a five. So this is a success. Nice. Oh my goodness. This is amazing. It's not, it's not, there's no momentum. It's just a success. Oops. So the captain's mind has expanded twofold or multiple, multiple fold, even more so. So the captain has more spatial awareness than they've had before. Yes. Um, 
due to a Compton gene in, in inductions. What? Uh, due to due to an accompan. Oh, accompan, yeah. right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, gen genetic splicing or uh, some, you know some some good techno babble infusion, a genetic a neuro infusion. There you go. Captain gets neuro pathway infusion. <laughs> oh, compen neuro pathway infusion. I like it. All right. It's it's working slower than I want it to. And so what's it like to detect? Describe what it's what's what does this character detect? What do we see in this scene? Um so are we saying that that they the captain's mind is expanded to be able to sense beyond the scope of the sh of the sh of the, of the Saratoga like yeah. out into space like there's got to be some sort of range on this um system wide so system wide sure well remember not? how far she was sectors yeah oh, that's right good point um so we could just give him the system as as a small boon and he would detect the ship coming in yeah okay wow so he's he's picking up like the colonies on the moon the colonies on the nearby planet the space station oh my god ships. he's like hey there's a ship out there are you are you is this on your uh is this on your sensors <laughs> Yeah, are you tracking the ship beelining toward us? And and something... I can just see Neelix and both of them look at each other. Yeah, in fact, the captain could be reeling off a bunch of techno babble. Like, uh, have you been? Have you checked the uh, the quasi infrared spectrum to to know that there's a cloaked ship out there that's uh, um, trailing us? What are you talking about, Captain? What? There's no one tracking us. We've been given permission by the Klingon Empire to enter. Well, set your sensor, set the sensors to frequency, you know, two forty six mark seven three. Wow. Okay. This is act. This is obviously scene three. Yeah. This is getting. This is coming to an amazing conclusion as we get to here. So, so I still uh, don't know how this is going to end, end though, because we still don't have all the evidence. Well, no, that no, you know, you do the wrap up. Right, right, right. <laughs> we'll get to that so, so so hold on a second because this is definitely the big conclusion here is scene three right so so we need to figure out if our target if the ship's targeting scanners and succeed because if not then the captain's going to have to sit down at the targeting computers and i not eyeball it they're blind it's going to have to go with a gut feeling and try to hit this thing yeah well maybe this is where orthodox mathematics comes into it oh because now 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 the captain's combining yes. their 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 hyper psionic abilities yes. with their unorthodox mathematics to now kind of get into the into okay. the field for uh okay well i need to calculate it for this but i'm my intuition and my new senses are telling me this and i can just cover it this way and i love this i love this and and i think it's fair in this sense to because i have a high because this is still going to be medicine because it's psionics yeah i think I think it's fair. This is something we've never done before, but I want, of course, Fofem and the captain to work together. So yeah. I think the captain uses his insight of 10 with her medicine of four and psionics. And okay. he has, and he has, I'm not the doctor mathematics. So it's kind of like a combo move because everyone likes that, right? A combo move with the sure. heroes that, that we go ahead and roll the, the presence 11 with my medicine four, applying a mix of unorthodox mathematics, spatial awareness and psionics. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Love it. So, 
So that's scene three, just to detect them and we get the first hit in. If we fail, our ship takes a hit. Okay. All right. So so target number is a 15 then. Yep. Okay. And we got three different focuses we can pull on as needed. <laughs> Oops. All right. I rolled a two <laughs> and okay. an 11. So we got okay. we got a success with momentum. <laughs> All we, right. We, so we killed that one. Well, so now let, let's go to the hit table on ships, right? So now let's see what damage we do with this surprise attack. Now, this is a surprise attack on them. So remember, it counts as two hits. Oh, we have momentum. We can actually go three hits and destroy them, Jim. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, well, would we want to destroy it, though? Is there political consequences to destroying it? I think in a situation like that. Okay, yeah, you're right. We'll, we'll, we could decide. We'll do, but we'll, you know what we'll do? We'll roll on the probability table to see if it gets destroyed because it's in prototype mode. Ah, uh, okay. Right. So first, I think this is automatically three hits, though. You know that, right? Yeah. So I think we just go straight to the probability matrix and determine whether Does it's destroyed it, or not. Is there is there a damage table that would tell us if it gets destroyed automatically or not? Or should we just go with the probability matrix? According to the rules, since it's a non-player ship okay. and its scale, you know, we would say is three, three yeah. would knock it out. Three hits, right? Okay. Yeah. So, so, so I think we need to determine if this gambit we took took them out so are we saying 50 50 oh i hate to do that i i, I want to keep them as evidence but we got to <laughs> let the table decide this is why the game is fun because we have no control so let's so, see if they're blown out of the sky or not yes or so no. that even 50 50 yeah okay yeah. let's do it here we go 15 it is not destroyed awesome okay <laughs> not destroyed Oh my goodness, that's key. And now, and now we can use this evidence as leverage over House uh, uh, Lanas. Lanas. Oh, so what's scene four? I don't even know. Now we go to rescue. Well, so scene scene, okay, scene three is we attack the Klingons, and yeah. uh, it's Bef before they attacked us. Yeah, it's it's severely damaged. It's out of action, but it's we it's not destroyed. Yeah. Um. So then the 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 next logical thing would be House Lanaz contacting us saying, "Hey, what are you doing attacking our ship? That's not right. This is a declaration of war." Uh, I'd like to have Fofem using her Klingon culture, yeah, roll on this because I think according to the modified Kinmer Accords, such type of ships were actually outlawed under Section Four Two Nine Regulation B. Yep. yep. So I think so I'd be Fofem do, using their dipl diplomatic uh, prowess to. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go with uh, I think I'm going to go with control and command on that yeah. control knowledge of the laws, right? So eleven three with Klingon culture. So fourteen is what I have to be. 14, 14 with a focus, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. And you've got a you've got a fourteen and a four, so that's a success with momentum. Okay. Perfect. So. Well, we still had momentum. Oh no, wait, we used it to to blow up the ship. Yeah, we used it to get a so, good. Hit. So you've got momentum. So do you want to use that momentum for something, or do you want to totally? Take it? I want to get morale. Ah, I yeah. want to. I want to use it as an advantage that bring her to us now, or we will finish your ship off using because I'm using Klingon culture. Yep. You coward! You would dare! You would dare abduct a Federation citizen, a young female at that, and pit her against your own chancellor? You know. So I'll use that. I'll fake it and Neelix with Neelix. Actually, it would be cool if in the scene Neelix does it. If he talks tough and talks about blowing them out the water, right? Yep. 
because that way I saved my Federation, my Starfleet record, and I never issued a threat <laughs> against them. So, so we'll say uh, Neelix and Fofum use Klingon culture to save the day. And momentum to uh, negotiate Merrill's release. Who, of course, would say, just another normal day with Uncle Neelix. <laughs> <laughs> it's like always something. Okay. So now that you're back up as captain, it seems like we need to negotiate. Oh, with the, now with the Nas, we have the technology to track their weapon going in. Uh, yeah. So it seems like you need to negotiate with the Afrosians, Captain. Well, back. what about the Chancellor? The Chancellor. There's there just a there was just an incur there was a Federation incursion into Klingon space. We we severely damaged a Klingon vessel. She gave permission. Remember, we rolled that. We had permission to rescue Morale. Lanaz didn't have permission to come in to kill us, and they were fight and they were violating the modified Kittermer Accords. Okay, so she, she she's free and clear. The Chancellor's free and clear. Mm -hmm. so, so basically, we just rub dirt in House Lanaz's face. Yeah, <laughs> and they've lost they've lost prestige, and and they're, they're, so Lanaz is looking bad. Yes, so they're out of the, they're out of the picture for now. We have to convince the Afrosians that Chancellor's free and clear. Uh, so yeah, so now we gotta go. We gotta go back to Ephros and convince the Ephrosians to stand down. Well, we need to transmit the information for them to stop the super weapon. It's still coming at them at this point, right? But do we know that? Do we know that Lanaz sent the super weapon? Yeah, I think we have enough evidence of that with with capturing them and yeah. getting. I think I think that yeah, that would make a good wrap up to this, right? I think so. I just want to make sure we're covering all the. All the, all the all the lingering threads. I, I would like to know whether the weapon makes it in. Like, were we able to get a... To be true heroes, we have to issue the command codes to stop it and make it decloak, right? Right. I, I also think... want to know if... I, I want to know if the Chancellor was in on this and is now backing off saying, oh, well, you, you got Lanaz, but you don't know that they're connected to me, so I'm going to back off. I, I'm, just, I'm just curious if there's some shenanigans there. I think that's a return episode. That's Yeah, that, maybe that's something we don't discover this time. Maybe we'll... I would... I, w I would want people at home to be like, I think she's behind it the way she hates the Federation. We, we have some recurring characters here. <laughs> totally, totally. Okay, we have some great recurring characters so far. Okay, so let's roll to see if we can command code it or if the Afrosians take some sort of hit. Okay, so to command code it, it would be... Um... The see. ships. The ships. Uh... Computers and security. Computers and security, so 12. Uh-oh, yep. Okay. No talents here are going to help us. Nope. All right. So I rolled a 10 and a 6. So the dice are with us tonight. So we got a success with momentum. Okay. We're stop. successfully able to submit the command codes to stop the shuttle. And we probably need some sort of diplomatic connection with the Ephrosians saying, oh, by the way, we stopped the shuttle. But don't be mad at us. <laughs> yeah, here's what happened. And and they're going to be like, okay, well, fine. You know, they were looking for a reason to pick a fight again. Right. But actually, right. the ship, the USS Saratoga comes out looking like heroes. Right. But I mean, do do we do we have that probability? Like, are the Afrosians okay with it? Are they going to back off and stand down? Or are they still kind of pissed off? Like, I, I, I'm wondering if we could throw in a little 
they culture. wouldn't yeah but they wouldn't have the right the thing is they wouldn't have the rights to attack under federation law now because one the attack never happened and we also showed it was not the klingon empire behind it but a rebel house a, a rebel house yeah okay okay so there's so, still some tension there but yeah that, so the approaches would probably stand down then yeah they have no legal basis there you go war, right. for the war that was a great episode but then we'll uh you know the saratoga looking good here so we'll we'll take that shuttle back to starfleet um <laughs> r&d so they can uh, defuse that biological super weapon because it was it was um actually i, I actually the captain probably wouldn't want to get anywhere near it because of the, psych- right. the psionic uh shenanigans but neelix um, saved the day with his inherit that inheritance of medical knowledge just visiting the federation <laughs> both of them would just hug him and be like you know it's always an adventure with you uncle neelix right right i mean actually before we do have that have that happy scene mm-hmm. like what do we do with the shuttle? Do we blow it up and say it's too much of a threat to keep active, or does Starfleet say no? You know what? We think we'll take that and uh, and and do a little research, a little backwards engineering research on it. What, what what do you think there? Well, the thing is, it was illegal technology, right? Mm-hmm. It's illegal. It's a weapon that came into our space, mm-hmm. and. It was attacking a federation. Uh... The chancellor had no idea it existed, so she can't claim it. <laughs> I think that's a. I think that's a legal rigmarole. You leave as we walk down the hall, escorting Neelix to his shuttle to go to, back to Earth, or yeah. you know, get, I think that's the conversation we have and leave people kind of open because I think in a future episode you could bring up how it was all tied up. Mm, okay, and this is probably a case where the captain reports in the Starfleet command and lets them deal with it. Yes. Like we did our the shuttles. The, we 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 shut down the shuttle. Here's the coordinates. Do what you need to do. <laughs> exactly. And we look Not like the heroes. Problem. Yeah. Not our problem anymore. We're the heroes. Hooray! Jim goes off to their next adventure. <laughs> Jim, this is an incredible episode of Star Trek. This is awesome. This is great. And that was an incredible episode of Star Trek. <laughs> and it, it gave the first officer a lot to do, and it gave the captain a little bit to do right there at the end. We yeah. had a major we had a major guest star from Canon make an appearance. If I uh, could have gone back in Captain's log, I would have added a Jane. I wouldn't have called it Jane Austen, but I would have called it expanded familial drama. I like it. Maybe if we ever do a supplement to Captain's log, we can uh, add in more tables like that. I'm going to create more on continuing mission too, just because I think these add that rich context to Star Trek stories, mm-hmm. and everything else is just dressing around it. Yeah. And I really liked how you used the um, motivations and goals and tactics to mm-hmm. really flesh out the, the, you used it for a house mm-hmm. and we used it for individuals <clears throat> that really brought a lot of richness to the story. Yeah. And I liked, I liked how you used wow. the uh, probability matrix to determine if the captain was going to be back in action um, scene by scene and, and using it as a, as a scale kind of um, yeah, it was almost like an extended task or an extended consequence that you play normally in STA. We used it like that, so it created a ticking time bomb, mm-hmm. in a sense. Okay, okay. Or, or, or ticking time bomb in backwards. Um, yeah, <laughs> for, for this purpose. But you could go the other way too. You could you could make things worse. Oh, um, totally. You can make things better or make things worse just using the, playing with the tools that you have. So, so all you out there playing Captain's Log or thinking about playing Captain's Log, this is how you can take the tools in the book and just change them around and, and make them do what you want. Also, something that I didn't that I didn't think didn't even think of. But that Michael was really flexible with was was using a um, a character's attribute with a ship 
system mm-hmm. um, or, or discipline um, and using the captain's uh, attribute with the other pl- characters, you know, you just, just play with the numbers, make them work. Yeah. And because you don't have assist mechanics and captain's log, just be flexible and play with the play with the numbers. So, so the captain and the XO work together as they do on the shows. Yeah. You see it happen all the time. Um, that would probably require you to probably make stats for some of the characters. Um, although you could just use the ship, exactly um, the ship or the ship but, departments. But but since we're playing collab, we can mix yeah. and match. There you That's go. fun to mix and match, right? I, I think my favorite moment today was that 20 complication we rolled that got the informant killed. Because <laughs> that feels so Klingon. It's so perfectly Klingon. We see it, we see it a bunch of times in the next gen when, uh, or not, maybe not a bunch of times. We've seen it before. We're like, oh, you know, the informant's giving us great information. Oh, but wait, the, the line just went dead. What happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the informant's I, dead. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. And I want to stress to people again that if Doing this, and we threw this into a real writer's room for a comic book or a novel or a TV show, this is all you need for Bones to create an amazing episode. Like, this would be all I need. Yeah. Really good Bones on this. Yeah. I mean, I could easily see where we could take this structure and all the other player characters in the group would have things to do. You have have the chief medical officer doing stuff with the captain and Neelix trying to get the whole medical thing sorted out. Uh, the engineers and scientists had plenty to do with all the different technologies that were being thrown back and forth. Um, and security, counselor, counselor security. Yeah, yeah. Ship this would be a great. Group. This would be a great group episode. Again, good mission briefer module. If we ever wanted to reverse engineer it that way. Yeah, and it. like if this was if this was an STA, or even if you're playing collab with Captain's Log, this is a great like um, early early campaign early to mid season kind of episode because you're dropping you're dropping in a lot of stuff right there's a lot of a lot of hooks here that you can build future episodes on you got house lanaz they're pissed off are they gonna (laughs) how are they gonna get back at the saratoga that's right you you got the chancellor there's some there's some weirdness with the chancellor like (laughs) is she connected to the lanaz and just backed off of it and kind of kept that secret or like what's the story there Uh, a little comfort with that? Neel- knowing that Neelix and Meryl and Balana, you got a little comfort with that. Yeah. And if you have a player character who's an Afrosian, there's an opportunity to do a little bit of world building here and some cultural building. Like what, what's happening there? Like, are they kosher with the Federation? Are they thinking about dropping out of the Federation? Are they pissed off at the Klingons now? Or what's the, what's the story there? So yeah, and we threw in a little uh, TOS with the neural parasite genetically modified. That gives yeah. a little flavor to TOS fans. Yeah. And in fact, that, um, that whole, uh, um subplot with the uh like uh, reverse engineering the super weapon that could be an extended task for a uh a science officer or a medical officer or something like if they wanted something to work on they could uh they could look at that and play with it and uh and uh you know that, that would give them something to do that's not connected necessarily to the episode of the week or whatever so lot, lots of stuff here that you can play with as a as a group if you're doing this collab or if you decide to port this into uh, sta super fun all and right, gratitude. All based on random tables. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> all right, gratitude, because we are way over an hour again. Yeah, I was like, well, can we do it in half an hour? I know, when you're having fun, who cares? Um, my gratitude is actually going to go, today's the 27th when we're recording this, but on November 28th, there's something that's dropping on continuing mission. And I want to give a shout out to Mike Yakulo, who's playing Captain's Log. And he, it, he, chair, he shares in the article that he wrote the prompts that he uses 
in ChatGPT to help flesh out his game and to design characters with um with the with the uh, AI for for uh character creation. <clears throat> I forget the name of it now that I'm talking. W uh, Wally? No, Dolly. <clears throat> Dolly. Okay. So so I just want to encourage people again, and I uh, go ahead and begin the article that shows up tomorrow. Understanding that AI is a controversial subject, but we're talking about this people doing it privately and personally in their home games for their own enjoyment. So I'm not putting up the article everyone knows just to be controversial. It's because you're home. Do the heck what you want. And if someone is by themselves in their house doing something and you're offended by it, <laughs> get a life. Okay. Cause we're all doing stuff that's offending you. Believe me, <laughs> I do it every day and you don't even want to know. So, so, so the point of the matter is the article is going to come out and I just want to thank uh, uh, again, Mike Akulo for putting it out there and sharing how you're having fun with the game. So that's my gratitude for the week, Jim. Awesome. That's awesome. Good stuff. I look forward to seeing that. Uh, and then my gratitude, um, I think Michael, my gratitude is for you. Uh, for 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 being willing to uh, to do this and and just uh, um, reminding me to to take chances and to add complications and add threat and just make it worse, make it worse, make it worse. Because uh, like I mean, I like to do that in my stories, but uh, you really really are reminding me to to just turn the dials to eleven, basically, and and just really pile it on. And uh, I'm I'm having a lot of fun doing these with you um, um, to uh, just work through the book, get flexible with the tables and uh and and not rely on the structure that i know so well and be willing to flex it a little bit and uh and just and just throw stuff in there so uh, i will uh, i will give you give you my gratitude for tonight uh, and i look forward to when our, both our books are falling apart because ah, at yeah. this rate at this rate they're going to fall apart really quick eventually yeah someday <laughs> All right. uh, and then of course uh, you know we would be remiss if we didn't say thank you to the fans like without the fans we wouldn't be doing any of that we wouldn't be doing this show we wouldn't be doing this game. We wouldn't be doing any of this stuff. Um, I don't know what what I'd be doing, but <laughs> I wouldn't be doing this. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad to be doing this. So uh, thank you, fans, uh, for sticking with us for all these years. And really, thank you to all the fans who have picked up Captain's Log and are playing it and trying it out and taking chances with it because, uh, you know, the sky's the limit. You can do anything you want with it. So don't be afraid. Just jump into it. Start rolling right. some dice. All right. Fantastic words of wisdom. I-D-I-C. Live long and prosper, be safe, be well. We'll talk to you all again real soon. <laughs>